Well, good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Mystic Show. I say good morning because we're on the the east coast of the United States, and uh, it's 7 a.m. in the morning. We do the show every weekday morning at 7 a.m. Eastern Time, and uh, it's a one-hour show. And uh, our website is themysticshow.net, and you can find all kinds of information there, including our links to our social media, Twitter and Facebook, as well as uh, the phone number. That's right. You can call the show live and ask me or our guest a question, which uh, today you might want to do that, actually. So our guest is on Skype, so you can the phone line is open, and the number is on the website, um, themysticshow.net. And uh, this is the show where we talk about spirituality and mindfulness and meditation and also a lot of personal development because as uh, if you've heard the show before, you know my feeling that spirituality is great, the, the abstract concepts are great, you know, the esoteric meaning of things is all good and wonderful and we love it. And it's necessary, but we really need to implement these things in our lives if we want to experience spirituality or experience our ourselves in a new and uh, and better way. And I must say, if you actually use the concepts and practices we discuss on this show, your spiritual growth will have a big positive impact on your life. It's practically guaranteed. I mean, I don't know anyone who started focusing on their spirituality and meditating and and reading better, nice, good books. I don't know anyone who's done all that and said, oh, this has really had a negative impact on my life. (laughs) Wow, this is really, this is horrible. So, so that's the, that's what the mystic show is all about. All things unseen and otherworldly. And I'm happy you could join me this morning. Uh, the past couple days, we've had some great guests, and the the uh, the train keeps coming today. We have a, gr- a great guest on, and uh, by the way, I'm gonna I'm gonna tweet right now. I almost forgot, and I'm gonna post on my Facebook right now about the show. So um, yeah, social media is a great way to keep involved with the show. And uh, so let's uh, let me introduce our guest. I'm really happy. To, uh, to have Alan LT with us today. He's the author of A Contemporary God, and I like the subtitle, A Spiritual Path to Love, Peace, and Power. And he's also a teacher and a healer, and, um, and he also had a very profound experience, a spiritual experience in his own life that, that made all the difference in his life, so we're going to find out about that. But anyhow, Alan LT, welcome to The Mystic Show. Thank you, Chris. Um, it's really great to be here, and I'm looking forward to uh, everything we're going to talk about today. Yeah, me too. Thanks for joining us, and and I'm really uh, I'm happy about your book. I mean, I haven't read it yet, but um, it looks really good, and it just came out about four or five weeks ago. Is that correct? That's correct. I um I went through the production and publication, and I finally <laughs> fine tuned everything I need to do, and I got it out for sale um, beginning of October in paperback. And then it seemed that everybody was asking me for an ebook version, so I put it up on Kindle a couple weeks later. So 
it's now out there and it's, um, you know, people are starting to read it. It's really good. That's great. And you've been working on the book for a while now? How long? Um, well, is it like your you. life's work? <laughs> okay. Well, the, the content of the book didn't take me very long at all. I actually, um, I actually, it was channeled or guided through me in about 15 hours. I tape recorded it. Now, the book cover and the other content is a different story. It took me several, several years to actually come up with, believe it or not. I went through different artists, and the entire time I was actually studying the book because um, it was something that I read or wrote for myself. I needed to know the information that was in it. So I've been studying it, studying it, studying it, and I finally felt like it was time to get it out there so other people could um, get the benefit of it that I was getting from it. Right, right. And I know you have some, I, I want to hear your views on God and religion and everything, but, but let's, maybe we should start with, um, with maybe your life, how it was before, and then apparently you had this uh, spiritual experience. Why don't you tell us about that? Uh, well, the spiritual awakening that you talked about, or the book, uh, okay, the, um, well, you talk a lot about meditation, and um, I got to a point after, you know, I was going through a divorce, and like a lot of people, that's a, you know, that's a pretty painful experience, and just kind of figuring what you're going to do next in life, and I started, um, I got introduced to I guess mind, body, spirit connection through different things. I started learning about healing, different forms of healing, uh, energy healing, Reiki, polarity, a lot of different things. And I started doing meditation myself. Um, it was actually something that I learned in college from more of a like a self hypnosis, but it was you know it's a meditative state. And right. one night. Um, I used to do it every night before I went to bed and I would just kind of fall asleep in that state. And it was very relaxing, just cleared away everything. And um, one night I found that I had this experience where I started feeling like I was leaving my body and I could still sense that it was like on the bed. Like it was really, I was really confused because like, I know I'm laying on my bed, but at the same time I started going into this other dimension or form where it started to feel like uh, I knew that that's what love felt like and it was it was pure and I started to realize that I was going across to the other side and I saw myself walking up this stairway that was lighted or it was pure light and I couldn't see my feet I was getting totally engulfed in it and I started to see relatives of mine that had passed away uh, pets other people I knew that that had passed away, and I started being able to communicate with them. And I also, at that point, started to be able to communicate with, um, you know, what people call guardian angels, spirit guides, and so on. And I knew that I had crossed over onto this other dimension, and I knew that that's what heaven felt like. Um, so I don't even know how long I was in this experience, but it seemed like. I got all this knowledge and information that I wasn't even fully aware of at the time, but I knew I was going to bring it back with me. And as I started to separate and go back into my body, it was it was kind of traumatic because I was like, "Wow, that was really love." And now I'm going back to like the real world, but um, I knew that things were going to be different for me. Um, and the next night, I had this a very similar experience where I crossed over and got more information. I communicated um, much more strongly 
with um, angels on the other side, spirits on the other side, and it's I, I kind of got a purpose into why I was here in life and what I still needed to experience. And this was a time that, you know, sometimes you're kind of running out of hope, but it gave me the hope of why I actually was here. Um, and I found that when I came back, um, I started to be able to communicate with people that had passed away on the other side. I started, I had the ability to see if people were sick and I, I could walk up to somebody and said, oh, your back hurts, doesn't it? And then I could actually heal it for them. And of course, they would give me a look like, what are you, you're like, you're crazy. And um, I kind of, I didn't know where it was all coming from, but I just had this, these new abilities. And, um, you know, I attributed to crossing over and coming back. Um, and I could perform healings and I would do things that other people that I knew of, you know, weren't able to do. And... Um, so, how, so let let me ask you about the this, the healings and maybe that intuitive part of, of looking at other people and seeing what's wrong. I mean, is it some is that something uh, you see with your eyes, or is that just a feeling, or how do you get that those feelings or impressions? Well, that's that's the interesting part because I've you know studied a lot after that and continued, and I hear a lot of people say, "Oh, well, you're either." A, you know, auditory, visual, or kinesthetic, you know, and, and people like to say you're one or the other, but I can, I found that I, all of them, because I can see energy, I can sense it, and I guess, well, not so much hearing it, but yeah, I can hear messages and get guidance as well, so I've got all the faculties involved, like I can actually look at somebody and see energy, or I can see things, um, but then I can also sense the movement, like a lot of times when you're doing the healing, you can feel a release in somebody. Um, and you know that, you know, they got the benefit of it. Or, you know, that session, um, you can see a change, you can visually see the change. And, you know, sometimes you can actually hear things too. So <laughs> I was, you know, a lot of people say you're, you're only one or the other. Well, I, I found that I, I had all the, you know, capability. So after you had this experience, I mean, this, this, this was, would you call this life-changing? I would assume so. Well, it definitely changed my life, um, and, you know, in a huge way. It gave me a different insight, a different perspective. Um, it gave me different abilities that I never even thought were possible. Um, and Did you know, you, a lot of people. Oh, sorry. Did you sort of think that this was like, oh, I found my life's calling kind of thing? Like, did you feel like you found your purpose or was this more just an experience? Well, it changed, it changed everything. And it, like I knew what I still needed to experience here. It gave me the ability to do a lot of healing that I needed to do. Uh, and I mean, it gave me skills that I needed and I can also share with other people. And you know, I knew that I needed to share it and I knew I had so many different things that I could do. And it's been hard to say that it's your life purpose because it's like I can help in a lot of different ways. And there's a lot of things you're interested in. And it's like, I think your life purpose is just here to, you know, have a good time actually. So, um, so did it, did it kind of, I, uh, that's a good answer. I like that. And did it kind of, um, was it hard to go back to like regular life and work and everything? Was it, was it difficult for you to go back to such a mundane life or di was it easy for you to balance both? Uh, at first uh, I think it was difficult because, 
you know, I was just operating on a different level. And until I really figured out that um, it didn't mean I had to be different, I just, you know, I could continue on. And it actually helped out a lot because I'd be able to get ideas and insights that other people couldn't. So I was always pretty creative at work and come up with new ideas and see it. But then at the same time, you get frustrated because other people couldn't see what you were talking about. Hmm. But that was, I think, what I was here for is to help people change and transform and companies and businesses improve. So I, I definitely was given um, things that I that were helpful in that arena. You know, I, I've done that. I've done that type of work for businesses and I've done that type of uh, work for uh, people as well, like the healing and transformation and teaching. So it really gave me a lot of different abilities, but at first, yeah, it was a little difficult and it was just like, what the heck, you know, sometimes you walk around. Right. But, um, so were you helping, well, were you doing any kind of consulting or coaching or teaching before your experience or did it all, did it all, did you get into the, the healing and the consulting afterwards? I was already involved in the consulting in the business. And, and I've already, I mean, ever since I was a kid, I started to look at the way that people did business and I can find new ways or better ways or improvement. I remember when I was, and then I continued to do that as I went into a more professional arena. And, you know, my job started to become like innovating ideas to make things more efficient, more productive, and more profitable. Uh, after I had that experience, I, um, that's when I was able to do the actual physical healing for people. You know, and, and when I say healing, it was a lot of people look at different forms and they say it's relaxing or, you know, Reiki can give you a relaxation and it can help relieve stress and things like that. But I, when I work with people, a lot of times I found that I was working with people with terminal diseases and they would get better or illnesses that doctors say couldn't be fixed or, you know, just, you just had to live with and I could help them heal. And I've actually done that very recently on myself. I mean, I was told I needed a knee replacement and I said, no, I'm not going to get a knee replacement. And I went through and did a lot of the healing necessary. That was now I can walk better than ever. So oh, um, wow. that's what I mean by healing. It's, you know, you really totally change or transform a condition. So um, how did you, how did you actually heal your own knee? Tell us. I, well, or can you tell us? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can. It was, I had, had a condition all my life. I wore orthotics since I was a child. And, you know, I always thought that someday, um, you know, I wanted to get over that, but it was like, I had this whole long list of things that I had to fix and, you know, like, and, and get over. I had a lot of conditions growing up. Um, but it got to the point where I couldn't get orthotics at work. They were making the condition worse. I went, I had like 28 visits or some obscene amount to different um, doctors and foot people. And I could not get a new pair. And I, and I finally said, and, and I started getting a severe pain in my knees and everything. And I finally said, you know what, I think it's time. And I went to one doctor and he said, well, this is, this is like the last place I went. And he said, you're going to need a shot in your knee every four to six months and consider a knee replacement. And I just walked out of the office and I said, I'm not doing it. I, I heard too many stories about people that um, they couldn't do what they like to do. 
after they had a knee replacement, I've always been pretty active. Um, I, was, I was a skier. You know, I like to hike, ride motorcycles, things like that. And people told me that you know they were limited in what they could do after that, even though the pain was gone. And I just sat down one day and I asked God. I said, "Okay, what do I need to do to fix this?" And I, it was a combination of what I had to do. I went for a different. I got support from different people as far as different forms of body work and um, different forms of healing and the healing that I did myself. And I went through and after about two years, the pain was completely gone. And um, so I was guided exactly where to go, who to go to, and what I needed to do to actually, you know, I guess fix my knee so the pain was gone. And um, the doctor had told me I would be back in four months. I haven't been back in, I think it's almost three years now. And I don't feel any pain. Wow. So that's interesting. It, it did take a couple of years. It wasn't like, you know, snap your fingers and miracle, everything's better type thing. Yeah. Unfortunately, um, I mean, I've helped um, people heal pretty quickly, like over a couple of months of severe conditions, but it doesn't always take that much. You know, it's not always that quickly. It's not like a you could do anything in 30 day plan always. <laughs> but, um, I'm sorry. I tried all those 30 day plans. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. And uh, I, I just, I found a, I'm, a little, I'm on a little bit of longer term plan, but it had a lot of um, other repercussions that went along with it that came about. And it's, it was usually like the underlying cause that causes the trauma or the pain that has to be dealt with. And that, and that can take a while. Okay. Or, you know, it can happen quickly too. Like I said, I've, I actually had one a friend of mine one time was had a severe, they were diagnosed with severe melanoma and they came to me, you know, I convinced them, I'm like, you know what I can do. They came and um, after one session, they went back to the doctor and they did another biopsy and they said that it was benign. And they said, well, the first test must have been an error. Okay. Oh, and, uh, yeah, I was like, okay, well, no, I think you really had it. And then they went and even though, the, you know, and they still had a surgery to remove whatever was there, but the second biopsy said it was benign. They didn't have cancer, so they, they thought there was a testing error. So that was a case where it only took one time where there was dramatic results. All right. So well, you, I, okay, go ahead. I just said, so you never really know how long it's going to take for, and you know, what you're going to experience. Okay. So I just want to remind everyone, you're listening to The Mystic Show and broadcasting on the Fractal Stream. Uh, and our website is themysticshow.net. And when you go there, you can find the phone number. You can give us a call if you have a question for me or our guest. Our guest today is Alan L.T. He's the author of A Contemporary God. He's also a teacher and a healer. And, uh, and Alan, you... you um, I had a question before, <laughs> right before I read all that. Uh, now I forgot my question, but um, it had to do with the healing. Let's. Um, it. Oh, I want to ask you about Edgar Casey. Have you ever heard of Edgar Casey? Have you studied any of his books at all, or books about him? I have heard of him, and I would have to say that I, you know, I read just a little bit about him, um, but I don't know too much about him at all. No. Okay. Well, I think he was. Um, Probably about a hundred years ago, he was active. They call him the American prophet because he used to be able to heal people and not heal them, but he would tell them what to do, like you know, put this ointment here and and drink this and weird stuff. Not weird, but you know, 
different stuff like that. Uh, but he ended up coming to a point where um, you didn't even have to go to him, like, and you didn't even have to. You, you just had to give him someone's name and where they lived, and you didn't even have to tell him what was wrong with the person. He would tell you what was wrong with them, and then he would tell you how to how they can heal themselves. And I think he did like four thousand or more of these healings and like 99% you know worked and um so is it is that does that happen with you can you if someone is not doesn't even know they're sick you can just look at them and and see see that they maybe there is something there uh I have had that experience and when I when I first had the um you know the spiritual awakening or crossing over to the other side that's when I you know I started becoming aware that I could just walk up to someone and say, oh, your back hurts, doesn't it? And I could usually tell by looking in at somebody or if, if somebody just says, starts talking about them or gives me their name, I can tune in and kind of see what needs to happen or, you know, see where they're sick or what's going on. Um, so, you know, I, yes, I can. <laughs> um, so they don't have to be there. They don't have to come or I don't have to be physically located with them. Because it's like I think you say it's all things unseen, but it's like there's this connection that we all have, and um, you know, like it's it's a spiritual energy that I can tune in with. So it you know you don't have to physically pr- be present. It's once you're aware of that spiritual connection, then you can. I don't. I'm not sure. I call it diagnose because that's too too much of a medical term, but I can understand what needs to be done for healing. Interesting. So let me ask you this. We're talking a lot about healing and being intuitive in a spiritual way. And, and I still want to get, we're going to get to your book in a few minutes. Um, but a lot of times on this show, we talk about, you know, the spiritual goal and meaning the reason we're born as humans and, and a lot of literature and a lot of saints and holy people have said that, you know, oneness with God is the goal and, um, you know, or self-realization or God-realization um, and this healing is part of that. It's part of the learning to get to that goal. Do you, do you ever look at, at the spiritual journey in that way that our ultimate goal is to become one with God or whatever that is? That's like an infinite question. <laughs> <laughs> How much time do we have today? <laughs> yeah. Oh boy. Well, we can always have you back. <laughs> um, I guess it's, well, for me, it's, it's, the perception has changed and I'll, I'll give you an idea. Like I said, I, I wrote this book and because I needed to know answers and I was getting answers, partial answers and information as I was doing healing and I was on this journey and I was on the quest and every time I read the book, I get a new, it, I can read the same page, the same sentence, the same words. And each time it gives me a different perspective and the one thing that I finally came to the conclusion was it talks about um, being love of yourself and it gives a definition of love and what that is. And, and it, it tells you the difference between loving yourself and being love. And it's subtle, but very profound and very dramatic difference. Um, and, and it explains that loving yourself is more based on condition. It's more based on action, but being is a state of constant awareness and a constant acknowledgement of the love within yourself 
And it says once you, you reach that, then you know God. It, it's like the more you love, you're being love of yourself, the more you like yourself, you know God. So it's I'm not sure if that's a subtle re- twist on you know like being God, but it's about being you, and it's the God through you, or the love through you. Um, so it's a little bit different of, or maybe it's not different, but it's just a, an expanded definition of, at least that's the awareness that I'm coming to. So it's like, it's about being who you are. It's like being the love and as a result, being who you are. And, you know, that's, and living life that way. I totally get that because uh, our spiritual guide says, um, says the same thing. You need to become love. Like, because if you're, Loving yourself, that means the ego is still there and there's a sep- there's a separateness somewhere. But when you sort of embody that love, when you just, you become it, so you don't have to try to love anything. You just, it's like it oozes out of you everywhere and it doesn't matter who you're with or who, what happens. It, you just keep, uh, like you said, uh, how did you put it? Um, it keeps coming through you. And you don't even know it after a while, because he likens it to the sun shining. I mean, the sun shines. It doesn't. The sun doesn't know that it's heating up the earth and that it's allowing all these life forms to to live and everything, right? The sun just shines. It doesn't know. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, that's a great analogy. It's like the sun doesn't sit there and go, "I'm going to shine on you today." <laughs> it just says, "I'm shining." Yeah, it you know, yeah. I'm the sun. So, so that yeah. and and did you when when you had your spiritual experience and you were you know on the other side or or you know crossing over or whatever did you feel well I guess it's hard to explain what happened then but did I would say even hard to ask the question <laughs> did you um did you feel that emanation of pure love I guess that's my question <laughs> When I was on the other side, um, yes, definitely. And when I get into like the healing state, I, it's it, I can feel it then as well. I mean, I can go there, and uh, I'm, I'm thinking about it now, and it, sometimes it gets me a little speechless when you think about the uh, the purity of it. So it's just like, um, yeah, it was it was something that I never been able to describe but it's because it's it's pure it's like it's it's emptiness it's nothing but it's everything and um i don't know if it makes sense but um when i crossed over i definitely felt that when i do healings and and things like that i also feel that and i was um there's been times when i've had um, experiences I, i know there's times when i did healings for people and they said um, and I would see like an angel come down and touch them, and they would they would explain to me later that, you know, I felt this feeling in my face, and I said, "Well, tell me about it." And they said, "Well, I felt that I know what heaven feels like. I know there's a heaven, and I know what it feels like." And I said, "Well, that's when an angel touched you on the face." And so there's been times when I've been able to actually convey that to people. Um, and and they could get that sensation and experience as well. So um, it's it's something that I've never been able to fully describe, but it can be 
experienced. And yeah, I mean, that's I can when I can tune into it or I do tune into it, it's definitely a different experience. And, right. and I guess the key is to let as much of that come through yourself, you know, as, as you can at all, you know. Right, at all times, every moment. Right. Um, Alan, um, should we? Are we talking about? Uh, are these concepts in your book? Because I want to. I want to get to your book now. Um, you you said that you basically channeled the content from your book because it was information that you wanted to know, and you basically in fifteen hours you basically spoke it out loud. Is that how it? Is that how you created your book? Um, it took a little bit. Yeah, it. Um, I sat down and the first things I went about as far as creating the book, I asked for uh, the um, the chapters, what the chapter titles would be and how many chapters. And I started with a clean piece of paper and I wrote down the chapter titles and um, I went back and forth and um, I guess you have Mystic Maria on the show. So I was talking with her at the time and uh you know i said like does this sound crazy and all this stuff and i'm going back and forth and then i was given the um a brief overview of what the chapters would involve and it was just like a, a few sentences and then when i finally decided to sit down and write the book i started trying to type it and well i'm like a, a finger typer i never learned to type but even though i do you know i've done a lot of work on on the computer right but I couldn't keep up. The information was coming through me so fast and I was just in a deadlock. So I said, all right, what would make this better and more fun? Because one of the chapters in my book is called fun, fun, fun. So you're supposed to try and find the fun. So I said, all right, I'll listen to the chapter title, even though I don't have the chapter yet. And then I went out and I got a tape recorder and I sat down and I said, um, okay, God, tell me what I need. I would read the chapter title, the description, and say, tell me what I and everyone else needs to know about this. And I would just start talking um, into the tape recorder. And I was kind of, well, I was literally blown away when I saw that everything flowed the way it did. Because usually when you write, it's, you know, you have to revise, 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 change format, change the outline. Here I started with just 11 chapter titles, and it all just seemed to come together in about 15 to 16 hours. And then um, it took me longer to type from the, the transcriptions and to, to transcribe it, actually. So Right. Um, and I found that I did very little editing. There was a couple, you know, I, I really couldn't edit it. And sometimes it reads a little funny because the grammar is not perfect. But I found that that's, it kind of gets past your ego that way. So you're expecting things to be a certain way. Well, this kind of goes, a er, little twist, and it gets right past you and right into. And then, you know, you you become aware of it. Like it's kind of like a, um, altering experience. You're like, what? <laughs> you know, like you'll read it, read it. And you're like, what did that say? And then all of a sudden you're like, holy cow, it was pretty insightful. Nice. So the book is called a contemporary God, a spiritual path to love, peace and power. And why don't, if you can, I, this is always difficult for authors. Why don't you just give us a quick overview of the book itself? Like what, what is in the book, and or like what what are people going to take away from reading this, or what's the aim of the book? I know that's three questions, but you know you know what I mean, right? Um, well, I guess the book is it's one it's inspirational. It can just give you inspiration if you're just looking for something daily. Um, a lot of times, I'll open it to a page and just read a paragraph, 
and it'll be like, oh, wow, that's exactly what I need to hear today. So it's like an inspirational guide. Um, anyone can use it. If you're, it doesn't matter what your beliefs are, religious, spiritual, um, any type of thing. It's very non-denominational. Um, the key is to have a, to increase your awareness of what we talked about before, that love within yourself. And that's what it talks about in Chapter 1, and it builds from there. Um, so it's inspirational. Um, it can be just used simply to get into a better mood. It's also, um, it can be used also for healing because there's so much content in there and so much power that um, you can use certain sections of it and the information in it to transform a condition. Um, I told you about the, the, my healing my knee. Well, throughout that entire process, I kept repeating affirmations and guidance that were in this book. And I just kept repeating it and repeating it and repeating it and repeating it. And that, that helped me get through that experience. It was like severe pain. Uh, I couldn't even sleep. And I would re repeat, you know, the prayer. There's a prayer in there. It's about love. There's other information. And I would just repeat it over and over and over again. And that was part of my healing process. So I, I used a lot of the information in there to get me through that, you know, healing the knee experience and a lot of the trauma that was associated with it. Um, and it's transformational. It's also, I mean, you can change your life. I mean, uh, changing, healing your knee or something like that is a, a transforming experience. And the emotional aspect of that, just you see things differently and you become aware of your power. You become aware of your ability to make changes and choices that um, a lot of people don't know they have. A lot of people go to the doctor and they say knee replacement and they don't know they have a they don't know they have a choice not to get that done. Um, so you can actually transform and create a totally different life or a totally different experience. Um, and I would say that this book has information in it that you can use for all of that. And it um, and it's basically it's a guidebook. And it says if you understand these components, it gives you the basis or the foundation for. Um, living a happier life and, uh, you know, more fulfilling life. So, so, yeah, that's really good. And and now I want to ask you now, I kind of want to get into, um, well, first of all, the title of your book is A Contemporary God, which kind of, you know, uh, hints at the fact that, or, or uh, I can't think of the word, it hints at the fact that there's an old God, right? And an old God from old times. Um do you do you do you um, make a diff Do you see a difference in that the old God versus a contemporary God? Is that just in how people see God, or and maybe this is where we get into religion and spirituality? I don't know. Um, it's the I again. I was given the title of the book, and I don't know that if there was an old God and a new God because I'm sure there was people that. You know, throughout time, we hear of these mystics that have been on our planet. We hear of different, you know, um, there's people that believe in Christ. There's people that believe in Buddha. There's people that, there, there was all these different people that could heal and had these abilities. So, as far as a, a contemporary God, it it just seemed to 
fit in with some of the, the teachings or a little bit beyond or you know, complement a lot of where people were coming into now. And it was more just like a time frame as opposed to saying old and new or, or comparison. It doesn't really make a difference between that. I see. It does talk a little bit about the difference between religion and spirituality. Yeah, and, so let, let's get into that one. That's we, we love that one on the Mystic Show. <laughs> oh, good, because that's always a tricky one. It's like, how many people are we going to lose here? Uh-oh. No, we don't lose anyone, because we always stay true. I mean, and 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 I always say, like, look, really, you know, there's a difference, uh, but not, and not always, because it doesn't mean that people that are involved with religion are less than <laughs> anyone who's supposedly involved in spirituality. It's not really a competition it's just um, kind of knowing, kind of getting around to the fact that we have to be true to ourselves first. And that's in a way, and we have to look inside, which is, that's how one of the ways that we define spirituality. Spirituality looks within, religion looks without. and uh, But everyone is on their own journey. So there's no wrong person. There's no wrong religion or spirituality or meditation. It's all good. It's all purposeful for that person so there's no no judgment at all um but for the people who are you know like me and and i don't know maybe you can tell us about your religious upbringing if you had any uh but i know i was raised catholic and i mean i kind of once i was 12 13 14 i kind of felt like i saw through things because i'd go to church and everyone would act so holy and pure and then we'd go home and everyone would you know be acting the normal way. And I was like, wait a minute, what, what happened? What, what is this? So maybe, why don't you start there? Tell us about your upbringing. Okay. Well, um, my upbringing, I had, um, my grandfather was a, no, I was going to say Baptist, but he was a Presbyterian minister. Um, and I would say very stern, very, you know, like old school. <laughs> yeah, callous, not, no emotion. Like, there, you didn't feel any love between them. And, but, you know, like between my grandfather and grandmother, and I never really understand, like, we I wasn't that involved with them. But I just thought that God was someplace else, that these people knew about it. And then, you know, they were supposed to tell you about it. So it was more like they were the interpreters or the guides and, and said, okay, they knew what God was. They knew what the Bible was. They knew whatever, and if you wanted that connection, you had to go through them. Um, I, you know, same with, like you said, I, I, you know, I went to church. I wasn't Catholic, but I've been to Catholic services, and I walked out, and I got run over in the parking lot. Oh, jeez. <laughs> it was like, they didn't wait till I got home, and it was like, <laughs> I was all like, holy cow. Wow. And, uh, and, but when I would go to church, it was the same thing. You just sat there and said, okay, well, what are, you know, what are they going to tell me? And I heard things that I didn't like. It was like, well, you're sinners and you have to repent for your sins. I was like, you know, like I'm seven. What did I do? <laughs> <laughs> and it was, I was like, I don't think I'd like this. You know, I, I want somebody to tell me that I'm, you know, cute or smart or fun or, you know, like they liked my joke, but not that I'm a sinner. Um, so, I mean, I, I kind of fell out of that, but then there was times in my life later that were difficult where I went back to it and tried to find meaning in it. And then what I found was there was a lot of different things. And like, I never heard about alternative healing. I never heard about spiritual healing in the church. I never heard in the, in the traditional churches that I went to, you know, it was like, if we don't do it, 
it seemed to me that, that they were the sole place to go. Um, and that limited your options, and I wasn't getting the answers I needed. Let me, let me rephrase that. I wasn't getting all of the answers I needed mm. at the church. Because that's – that's, my book talks a little bit about that, um, the difference between religion and spirituality. And as you said, no religion is bad. Nothing's it's not bad. It's not – it just – but you get answers from different places. And the spirituality is the way that my book defines it. It's your own personal connection. And like when you ask a question, if you need an answer or a solution and say, like, for instance, um, you may be guided to go to a Catholic church because they're going to tell you, they're going to say something that you need to hear as part of your answer. But the, the truth, the guidance is coming from within and you'll be guided, and you'll start to learn and trust your own um, intuition, your own connection with spirit, with love, with God, with source, you know, whatever you want to call it. And then that's where you start to become, you know, that love of yourself takes you to where you need to go to get the answers you need. But you don't have to um, rely just on one place for that. Well, well, that one place is actually within yourself, but um, so religion is crucial because it, it can give you answers. You can go to a different church. You can go to different practices. But the difference that this talks about is that's not the single place. Like religion is their interpretation, and they try and get you to believe their interpretation. And a lot of times they say our interpretation is the only way. This says use that and everything else you possibly can to create the the life you want to and the experience you want to f from living the love within. Right, it makes total sense to me. And and do you, you know, the world in general is is going through a lot of pain. You know, with the wars and the the crime and the you know, there's so much negativity in the world. Do you? What are your thoughts on that? I mean, is there? I I mean. It's it's been said we have to, you know, evolve one person at a time. I mean, everybody has to evolve themselves. But um, I mean, can things get better in general in 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 terms of uh, society and and earthly life, or is it just going to remain as it is or get worse or anything? Do you have any thoughts on that? Um, I think it's a choice. I mean, it's it definitely takes a lot of people wanting to make that change, and. Um, you know, we. I think you know a lot of people think we're becoming to this place of awareness where a lot of people are searching. You know, they feel the pain and they want to get rid of the pain. And probably the only way they can do that is you know to start experiencing that that connection, that love from within themselves. Um, and it's it's going to take a lot of people to do. You know, you're you're putting this show on. A lot of people are putting out transformational information. And it's going to take a lot of people to do it, but I think, yeah, I mean, I think it can be done. It's, but people have to realize that they want a different way of living because we've seen that throughout, you know, throughout history where people have left countries, started a new country. I don't know if there's much room for a new country at this point. <laughs> I've been looking for that island, but I haven't found it yet. <laughs> right. Like, all right. Where can I take my own personal flag? 
but it's it's yeah the only place you can start is from within yourself and other people have to realize that as well and then they can make a difference and they just it's like a candle where they just keep lighting it up one by one right so i just want to remind everyone you're listening to the mystic show and our guest today is alan lt and his book is called a contemporary god a spiritual path to love peace and power. Let me ask you about the power. What 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 power are you talking about there? Is that like personal power? Yes. And um, it's interesting because a lot of times people think that power comes from hate or anger or fear, and that gives them power if they you know if they hate somebody or if they're angry at somebody, they they feel powerful. Mm. But it kind of works against you, and it. You think that it's power because maybe that's what you learn. You know, people were abusive and they're like, okay, well, I want to be like that back to somebody so I can have that power. Um, you know, they had power over me when they were beating me or they did this and they had power. So you think that that's power. Uh, really, it's not. It's debilitating. And um, <laughs> sometimes it can get you to some really bad situations. Um, and really, do the opposite. It creates what you don't want to experience. So within that experience, I told you like the, the love, if you can experience how it, this defines love and it's key here. And I think that's a key component of my book. And one that I needed to have is it gives, it actually gives definitions of, um, the terms that it uses like it defines what it means by love like i heard you hear a lot of people talking about love 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 and i've heard that but i was like to me love wasn't a good thing i mean i, I you know I, people would you know i had somebody tell me that they loved me and i cringed and i was like oh my gosh that love hurts too much and i said that you know that's not good so if once you define what the truth of that is and get a new definition for what love is and start to experience that that's where the power comes from and the power comes from choice you you have different choices you have different knowing um and i mean a choice is a big factor knowing that you can do something different knowing that you have control more control over your life and the outcome and you know i'll go back to the knee situation i had, I had a lot more power in that situation than just taking what I was told by somebody else. And um, so, the, yeah, it's personal power, definitely, and, but it's like the source of the power. Hmm. And, it, and it comes from a different state of being. It's like, all right, you know, am I going to approach this from a state of being love or, you know, something else? So love the the definition. I have like eight questions on on <laughs> like I'm ready to ask you. Um, so the definition of love. Uh, can you give that to us, or are we? Or do you want us to wait till we get the book <laughs> to read the actual? Darn. No, you have to buy the book. Nice. No, I can give that. To you. <laughs> buy the book now. No. Um, um, it talks. Well, it says love is the divine essence of all being. And could you repeat that? The divine. Uh, the the uh, let me say that again. The divine essence of all being. Mm, Pretty nice. deep, huh? Yeah, Heavy. love I that. Know. Makes my head hurt. <laughs> <laughs> no, it feels good. <laughs> um, okay, and then I wanted to ask you. You were just talking about choice, and uh, it, it this is like one of the. 
I actually had the idea about two, three years ago to write a book called Self-Help Versus Spirituality. And it's based on the idea that, yes, we do have choice on one hand, but then on the other hand, we have what some people call karma, some people call samskara, some people call, you know, bogue, all these different things where that whole idea is that you kind of have to live out your actions from the past. So maybe in some, so what, what are your ideas about choice versus karma type thing? I mean, are we destined to live a certain way or, or can we choose everything or is it half and half? I'm still trying to figure that one out myself. Okay. Um, <laughs> Fair enough. I mean, I, I mean, you know, quite honestly, I'm not sure because I, I think maybe I keep on asking that. It's like, okay, how can you change or what can you change? Or is it more you change your perception? I think that as far as karma goes, um, there's probably things from the past. and But I guess the other question is, do you have to continue to live that? Or can you change for now and in the future? Like karma may have brought you into life this way. But, you know, if you, if you look at how, you know, some people define karma, but you may not have to stay that way. So that's, you know, like one component of it. Um, there's different, I mean, every day you have choices, it's, but I, I'm not sure the extent, I mean, I, you can all, there's always choices in every situation. I mean, not much I know it's, you know, the extent that you can change it. Like, can, can I sit here and go, I want to choose to live on a different planet? I haven't figured that one out yet. Right. Um, you know, like what, that, when I, like when you asked me that question, my head, my, my brain goes out to like. Like, where else can I live? You know, like, what other planet? Right. Um, so, but I, I think you have choices in every situation. And it's up to us to figure out how far we can actually take that. And if I gave you a specific answer that said it has to be that way, I don't think I would, um, you know, my role is usually to get you to think and then learn your own, um, how, you know, your own power and see what you can take with that. I was just going to say that, that that's a sort of an unfair question because you, every person has to answer that for themselves and get the answer through experience and living and learning and, and reflecting and meditating. Yeah, that's, you know, a lot of the answers we do have to answer for ourselves. It's like, take, you know, the information is like, okay, how can I increase that? What, what can I use to improve that? And that's, you know, again, what my book is about. It's, it's giving you information to build that strength. And I sat there and go, you know, if you write this book and you put this book out there, you're not building yourself a continuous audience because they're going to come, they're going to read it and go away because they won't need you anymore. I'm like, darn, that's bad for business. But. <laughs> yeah, that, that's another thing. But I, I, we're getting toward the end here. It's amazing. But I wanted to ask you about these guardian angels and the spirit guides. Um, tell us about them. Are they... Are they always around i mean are they influential in everyone's life or only some people's lives just tell us what they are and and what they do because I, I really don't know well if i you, see them everywhere um i think anyone that's open to them has you know guides and you know there's there's spirits that are there i mean there's probably more spirits than people I'd have to actually sit there and figure that, ask that question to get the answer. But it's, 
sometimes you'll get guidance. You'll have the sense of intuition. Um, and, you know, like it's to me, it, it's like the source of new knowledge or a source of knowledge that you don't already know, or like new ideas, guidance, like inspiration. It, you know, it comes from some type of energetic connection. Um, guardian angels can be there. They can save you. I don't know if you've ever had the experience where you were falling and you felt like, wow, something stopped me from falling. I've had that several times on my motorcycle where I'd be like looking down the road. Well, not several times, but like three <laughs> out of several years. But um, be driving down the road and it would be like, I don't know how, you know, somebody would come to a dead stop in front of me. And I, and I would sit there and go, I would feel, physically feel something putting on the brakes. Like I was like, I didn't do that. And, you know, I'm getting chills down my spine when I think about it. But it was like something new to put on the brakes before I physically did because I could feel my hand getting pressed oh. and I would miss the car in front of me. And, you know, you walk away from a situation like, I don't know how I got out of that. But then you feel this presence around you and you're like, oh, and like they stopped me from falling. They stopped me from getting into an accident. Um, one time when I was, um, I was a child, actually, and it happened to me several times, the, um, I was actually, when I was, I was a child, I was doing surf, like a surfboard off a, that's in the old days when you could rent stuff and it wasn't all liability. You could rent these little, um, (laughs) these little float boards. I forget what they were called and, and ride the waves down the beach. Well, I got knocked off mine. And every time I came up for air, I got washed back under. And I remember thinking to myself that, Oh, I'm going to die. Next thing I knew I was on the beach. I felt like I was just pushed up onto the beach because I was really far out there. And I was like, I woke up and I'm like, well, how did I get here? And then I just realized that I had this experience where it was like, I didn't do it because nothing in me took me onto the beach. I had already given up and thought I was going to die. And uh, I think I was seven years old. And um, so, yeah, you've, they're, they're there if you want them to be and if you're aware of it and you know, if you recognize those situations. And what are they though? Are they are they spirits that like humans who've graduated and and achieved a higher spiritual goal, and now they reside in the spirit realm, and they're trying to help incarnate humans? Or who are the the spirit guides or the angels? Or do you even know? Um. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have like three seconds. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Right, I'm asking some tough questions here, and and it's okay. <laughs> you know what? I I totally admire a person who at least admits that they don't know the answer to certain things. I mean, because that's you know, I'm sure you would agree. That's a clear sign that someone is. If someone pretends to know everything, that's a clear sign that they're totally you know, or, or at least partially misguided and and you know, in a e- place of ego, right? I know everything. So the fact that you don't know things and you're just willing to say that is, is refreshing to me, actually. Thank you. <laughs> you're welcome, because it's interesting, because I think, like, within the last couple of days, I said, you know, I think I'm, the more I know, the more I don't know. I said, I'm learning how much I don't know. And it was just like, wow. But no, I, you know, I can get a lot of answers, and I usually just ask, but that's... Well, <laughs> Yeah, well, this is, I mean, this has been really great. Alan LT, 
is our guest today. Uh, you, your book is A Contemporary God, A Spiritual Path to Love, Peace, and Power. And also your website, which I didn't mention yet, but by the way, the website will be uh, on the post, on the show post. So if people are listening to this as a podcast, they can just go to the post and click the link to your website. But your website is acontemporarygod.com, and that's the title of the book. Um, yes. And you're also a teacher and a healer. Um, Alan, thank you so much for being a guest on The Mystic Show. This was really insightful. Thank you. Thanks, Chris. I appreciate the opportunity. All right. Talk to you later. Yeah, this is great. Okay, thank you. And uh, yeah, maybe someday we can have you back because there's, again, probably 19 more questions I didn't get to ask you. <laughs> okay, so, sounds good. All right. Thank you, Alan. And uh, wow, there you have it. Another great guest on The Mystic Show. Right? This is, I told you, this is like All-Star Week. So I hope you can uh, kind of ponder some of these questions and answers and ideas. Maybe talk to somebody. And, uh, and as you move through your day, you already know what I'm going to say. Smile. Try and surprise someone today. Smile. I walked into a coffee shop yesterday smiling and people were, <laughs> were looking at me like something was wrong with me. Really? But hey, smile anyway. And as always, keep shining. <laughs>